Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott in today on Oilers Now. Guests of the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. We're going to talk collegiate athletics for a moment. And there was some big news that broke late last week. The McEwen University Griffins are making the jump from ACAC competition to Canada West, which is U-Sports, the big leagues of Canadian collegiate athletics, if you will. To talk about that is the head coach of the McEwen University Griffins men's hockey team, Mike Ringrose. Mike, thanks so much for uh, lending us some time today. For sure. Thanks for having me, Brendan. So this is, uh, this is a long time in the making if you look at what you guys have accomplished recently. Back-to-back-to-back ACAC championships. Um, I'm, I'm wondering how long was this really in the works for you guys to make the jump up? Uh, well, it predates my time at McEwen, uh, for sure. So our, our athletic department and uh, our athletic director, Ken, has been um, working through this uh, for, for quite some time. The other programs that are institutions, so our, our volleyball, our basketball, our soccer programs, um, those programs transitioned uh, about five years ago from the ACAC to, to youth sport. At the time, we didn't have a facility um, that w- that would work for hockey. Now we do. Uh, and so we have, uh, we applied and, and are ready to make the jump. What was the process like in terms of applying? Did you have to sort of prove the, the, um, ability of the school to be able to compete in, in that level or what, uh, can you walk me through the process a little bit? Yeah. So I, I mean, it's, it's quite a complex process. And, um, so we're, we're a member institution, uh, at, at Canada West, uh, at the U sport level. Uh, so we can we can apply to to compete in in you know whatever number of sports we we'd like to and and so we put an application forward to move our our hockey teams across and compete um, in in men's and women's hockey uh, and there's a process that goes you know they, we go through for that so they had to come out for a site visit um, certainly provided some feedback a list of things that we needed to show or accomplish as an institution uh, and then we we got to work and check the boxes and. 
Um, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a short process by any means, but uh, a, a thorough one to make sure that it was. Uh, a good fit for both sides, and, and here we are. Mike Ringrose is the head coach of the McEwen University Griffins men's hockey team. So in terms of the on-ice product, what is this going to change for you? Is it going to change how you recruit, where you recruit? Uh, the level of play is going to take a step up. We know that much for sure. A little bit. I, I mean, I, I don't want to take anything away from the ACAC. So if you look at the ACAC, especially in the last five to ten years, it's... Uh, you know, it's progressed and, and become a really, really strong league, um, and it, it's very, very competitive. So, um, you know, if you look at the past couple of years uh, and, and the number of teams that are right, you know, at the top of the standings and how competitive the, the playoffs ended up being, there, you know, the, the level of competition has, has certainly increased. And, and um, you know, in my mind, it, it started to bridge the gap between uh, where, where we're playing right now at the ACAC and the Canada West level. So, uh, the, the players we've been getting are the best players out of the uh, when we're recruiting are the best players out of the the junior A levels and um, um, a few from the from the major junior levels as well. But with a with a jump like this, uh, I think the players that you you know you you have access to or will have interest in your program um, are just going to increase. I mean, I, I look at uh, the rosters across Canada West, and you know certainly. Um, you know, there there's some good players at that level. Uh, so, I think that uh, you know, while we've come a long way over the last uh, ten years, there's certainly a, a you know another step that we need to take. And uh, putting our our plan into in place here over the next year is is going to be important. And that's one thing that we should stress as well is that it's not taking place for the upcoming season, but you do get more than a calendar year in order to prepare. Um, has there been any sort of buzz amongst the guys in the room? Obviously, there's got to be a lot of level of excitement with the school and with the hockey programs about making this leap, right? I mean, it's, it's exciting. I think our guys are, um, you know, something that's been in the works for a few years. So they're not unfamiliar that, that we've been trying to make the move. Um, but for it to, to come to fruition and, and for us to get the opportunity, um, you know, they're, they're certainly excited and, uh, you know, getting ready as well, right? There's a when you're taking a step up in competition, each individual athlete needs to do their part and make sure they're, they're training and, um, you know, they're continuing to develop so that they can take the step with the program. And, uh, so our, our athletes are excited. Our institution's excited. Um, you know, we, we, as a staff, we're extremely excited to, to get the opportunity. So uh, it, it definitely is a, an exciting time around McKeon. Chatting with Michael Ringrose, the head coach of the McEwen University men's hockey team. Is it going to be a bit of a challenge when recruiting? Because in the ACAC level, you had been one of the top schools for a number of years now, and now you're coming into a fresh situation. Um, what are you anticipating it's going to be like trying to get some names out of the WHL, as you mentioned, into a McEwen, uh, McEwen Maroon jersey? Well, I mean, if you look at at what we've got as a program, I think that that's the that's the biggest thing. It's you know we've got such a good foundation. We play out of the hockey hub in Edmonton. We're right down there, down uh, in the middle of the city, right in Rogers. We share a facility with the Oilers and the Oil Kings, and that's an environment the players are going to want to play in. Uh, so I mean that would be, in my mind, having that foundation and that base is is going to be critical. Um, but the institution itself, uh, being located where it is and in a major city in in Western Canada, is is something that's also going to be attractive, and and so I, I mean, I I know that the the base and the foundation is there to really build something special, 
Um, it's going to take time, obviously, but uh, but we feel like we've got the tools and we've got the support from the institution um, that, that we're going to be able to not just make the jump, but make the jump successfully and, and put a competitive team on the ice year after year. And that, that does lead me to my next question. As far as a timeline for where you think you're going to be able to step in there, you're eyeing the, the inaugural year is 20, uh, 2020, 2021 is being able to compete, uh, maybe if not the perennial national powerhouse, the Golden Bears, uh, you're certainly going to be in the same conversation as some of the smaller schools uh, in the Mount Royal and the Lethbridge. Is, is there anything that maybe sets your program apart from those other small schools that are going to be playing in the, in the Canada West with you as well? Well, I mean, like I said, uh, we're located in Edmonton, right? And Edmonton's a, a hockey hub. And then within Edmonton, we're right right in the center of it with the being in the building there with the Oilers and the Oil Kings. So I think that sets us apart, a, a you know, in its own. But the, the support that we've got, um, financial support from the institution, um, you know, and support we've got from, from the, the, the downtown community there uh, is, is certainly, you know, something that I think helps us as well. So, I mean, like I said, all those things, they add up and, and they, you know, they help create a base uh, and a program that, that you know, a foundation for a program that, that you can start to build. It's like I said, it's not going to happen overnight. And you look across the river at the at the University of, of Alberta, and they're they're definitely the juggernaut. Um, they have years and years of of developing a quality program, and you know, we're we're familiar with what they do. If you look at our staff, uh, I've got two uh, former. Uh, bears on on my staff and the entire women's hockey staff uh, played at the U of A, so so we know um, what it what it's like to play in a premier program, and and for us, we're trying to to build towards that, and uh, it's going to take time, certainly, but like I said, the foundation's there, and, and we're excited about what we think it could be. And it certainly helps if you're a person that believes in a winning culture to have the three-peat of the ACAC championship in terms of that being a somewhat of a sales pitch to a potential recruit or just having guys on the team that are familiar with what success is like. I think so. I think it's, uh, you know, you, you compete at your level and, and you have uh, you build your program at that level. But, I mean, it's the same things that at every single level that are going to, the same attention to detail, the same, um, you know, the same mentality, the same day-to-day, your process, those are the, the same things you do to have success at the, at the ACAC level are, are going to transfer across to, to youth sport in the Canada West. So, I mean, we, you know, we believe in what we do. We believe in our day-to-day. We believe in our process. And uh, now it's just about getting ready to take that next step at the, um, to the youth sport level and, and, and compete against, you know, the, the larger universities and, and, um, you know, for us, it's uh, it's a challenge, and it's it's something that we're we're looking forward to. I'm going to leave you with two obscure ones here. Number one, you have signed uh, Cole Gable to your uh, recruits list, or it will be a part of the McEwen Griffins. Uh, people will remember him from his time in the WHL, no doubt. I remember him from his outstanding year this year in the AJHL. What are you getting in Cole Gable as a player? I, he's a guy that's going to get an opportunity to. I mean, here's a guy, right, played at the Western Hockey League level and on, in a couple of different organizations and, um, you know, and, and had success. And, you know, then he, he came back and he played in a premier program at the junior A level um, and was able to really find his offensive game again. So, you know, he's coming into our program next year and, and he's going to get that same kind of opportunity to kind of pick up with the, um, pick up the, some of those offensive minutes. And we turn a lot of players over this year. We've 
you know, having won three years in a row, we've got a large graduating class. So he's going to get a chance to step in and play and play important minutes right away. And, and so we feel like he's, uh, you know, he's a guy that can play up and down your lineup and contribute offensively. And we're, we're definitely excited what we're getting with, uh, with him. And anytime you get that kind of championship experience in a player, um, you know, it, it's something that definitely helps down the line. We've got Mike Ringrose on the line, the head coach of the McEwen University Griffins men's hockey team. Last one for you here, and it's well, it's not about Canada West, but back in 2002-2003, we've had a couple texts about this. Um, you were on the Sherwood Park Crusaders, and that was, at that time, the best season that they had had in franchise history, eclipsed by this most recent year. Did you get out to see any of their uh, playoff run, the Crusaders, this year? Oh, for sure. They had uh, they had a good team, and um, you know I, I think if I look at their roster, they're they're set up to have another real good uh, real good season next year. But uh, it, it was fun to watch that organization have uh, have success this year, and um, you know having played there, it's uh, it's nice to see them uh, you know pushing towards uh, a, a championship, and that's something that hasn't happened there in a long time. And and so I wish them nothing but the best of luck in that. All right, Mike. Thank you so much for taking the time today. We appreciate it. And, of course, all the best uh, going forward here as you transition up to Canada West. Yeah, I appreciate the time. Thanks. That, again, is uh, Mike Ringrose, the head coach of the McEwen University Griffins men's hockey team. It's 146 here in Edmonton. Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. We're back in a couple of minutes to wrap up the show. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Scott here today and all week on Oilers Now. Had a great chat with Mark Spector earlier. Not much to speak of with the Oilers right now. It is uh, what we can call safely a holding pattern. As Ken Holland uh, decides on the direction he's going to take with his staff, then his roster, the draft. Probably a week or two away from any serious movement is my guess. Uh, but it is nothing more than that, unfortunately. We know that uh, he had been down, Ken Holland, I'm saying, had been down talking uh, and watching the Bakersfield Condors, and uh, their playoff run came to an end last night. A 6-2 loss to the San Diego Gulls in Game 6 of the second round. The Gulls now off to take on Rocky Thompson's Chicago Wolves, and a couple of texts here at 6.30-6.30, one from Chris out of Edmonton. Thoughts about Rocky Thompson being a potential head coaching candidate? His name has been bounced around. I haven't heard anything that would lead me to, lead me to believe that uh, he's in serious contention. But, uh, you know, talking to Mark Spector, he says that Thompson's definitely uh, has the looks of somebody who's ready for an NHL coaching job. But everything is hearsay at this point. Who's your shortlist? You can text me at 630-630. If you give me three names that you'd like to see interviewed, remember, we're not talking 12 to 15 candidates. We're talking three, four, or five here for the Oilers. Give me your three names that you would most like to see interviewed. I expect a lot of Todd Nelson because that's been uh, sort of driving this narrative, but come at me with a few. Out of Edmonton, this says, uh, guys, in the end, it doesn't matter whether it's speed or size. The common thing for success in the playoffs is heart, the same as it's always been. 
And that kind of separates hockey from a lot of other sports, in my opinion, is the heart that you see on the ice, and particularly in the playoffs. Was it Greg Campbell that broke his leg blocking a shot and skated off the ice? Unbelievable stuff. And that's modern. That's with modern equipment. Picture it being outdoors in the early 1900s and you're playing in the NHL. Blocking a shot, breaking your leg, and likely still skating off the ice. How to kill him, Alberta. Nelson, Dave Tippett, Ralph Kruger, or Dan Bilesma? Not hearing too much about Dan Bilesma. Uh, Kruger, as Spectre alluded to earlier on the show, he indicated that he wanted more of a managerial or even a presidential role, but then he was interviewing in Boston. So perhaps a name that could be in play. Oda Edson, Tippett, Nelson, and Chris Knobloch. Chris Knobloch, obviously, with a direct tie to Connor McDavid for those really pushing for that forward-thinking coach, if you will, that next young guy, that next Bruce Cassidy to step in. I think a lot of people are going to turn to Chris Knobloch in that regard. We're not... We can't say anything for sure. And that's what's making this week so tough. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to uh, I don't want to start up the rumor mill for all the wrong reasons, but uh, I, I do care what uh, what other people are uh, are at least speculating about because that's good fuel for conversation. Out of Grand Prairie, culture is an established style of play where young players don't take over. That's why the Sharks, Blues, Bruins are a veteran team with culture. The common theme with all of those teams is they've had their stalwarts throughout an entire era and they've filled in their own prospects underneath those as as again Mark Spector said so when you talk about San Jose well Joe Thornton's been there for a long time Coteur less so but he's still an impact player as is Tomas Hurdle these are uh, on the cusp of you know superstardom in the NHL and that's I do believe a large part of the grooming process that's taken place over the years of playing under guys like Pavelski, uh, Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton, etc. Same can be said in Boston. Wood in Edmonton says there's nothing like playoff hockey. The games are faster, more physical, attention to detail is almost perfect. You absolutely need a combination of speed and heaviness. Toughness and durability is key to play the game at that level for as long as it takes. And with respect to the Carolina Hurricanes, as long as it takes, it might have fallen a little bit short in that department. We'll see how they respond on home ice tonight. But uh, they've got that blend of speed and skill. But for as long as it takes, they might have they might have peaked a little bit too early. I don't know. A lot of series left there. But they have not looked spectacular the last couple games. Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. To this day in Oilers history we go. On back in 1985, the Oilers outshoot Chicago 51 to 23 and beat the Blackhawks 10 to 5 to go up 3-2 in the Campbell Conference Final. Wayne Gretzky and Paul Coffey each had a goal and three assists in front of the crowd at Northlands. Glenn Anderson, Yari Curry, Charlie Huddy, all a pair of goals and a helper. That is a stat-padding game, and it took place in the playoffs? 
That's from the Lower Mainland of Vancouver. Says he's a big fan of 630 Chad. Well, thank you. My top three choices for Oilers coach, Ralph Kruger, Todd Nelson, and Jay Woodcroft. But he did mention that Chris Knobloch would be an excellent coach of Bakersfield. Jay Woodcroft has been an excellent coach down in Bakersfield. And when I brought this up with John Shannon yesterday, he says that in all likelihood, they're probably going to keep it that way as Jay continues to uh, sow his oats in the coaching ranks. But, you know, you lead them to game six of the second round of the playoffs in your first year down there. I think you get another year. Absolutely. Coaches, like players, I do believe need that kind of seasoning. All right. Tonight on 6.30, Chet, Hurricanes, Bruins, live, 6 o'clock puck drop. The series shifting away from Boston back to Carolina. And the Hurricanes need all the help they can get from that home crowd. No announcement on the starting goaltender, by the way. Rod Brendamore saying mum's the word until game time. Tomorrow... Here on Oilers Now, Hockey Night in Canada's Craig Simpson. We'll have a a good chat with him about the NHL playoff scene. Nathan Crosby on the National Junior A Championship. He is both uh, calling that tournament as well as uh, he's behind the marketing department as well. So we'll talk about what that's meant to Brooks, the quality of hockey that's going on down there. And then Oilers defenseman, Team Canada defenseman, Darnell Nurse from the World Championships in Slovakia. We'll hear uh, about the adjustments to the bigger ice surface, playing with some unfamiliar faces, being reunited with some familiar faces, anything else that we can get out of Darnell Nurse. In the meantime, it's been a pleasure. We're back at it tomorrow. Until then, so long. Up next, global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Ched afternoon news with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.